And hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you. Uh, this is going to be a uh, special, I guess it wouldn't even be a special um, thing, but we're just going to do a produced video here. Um, so I want to go ahead and get started and um, we'll get started right away by reading the Word of God. Um, turn in your Bibles with me please to John chapter 4. John chapter 4 and in verse 10. And we're going to read here, it says, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. So today we're just going to go over and start a little a, uh, series. I don't know how many parts is going to be yet, but um, we'll be rolling these out um, um, as they get finished. Um, so... The first one, uh, and you can see here, but this is part one of the gift of God. Uh, this is going to be the name of the series, and we're just going to be studying through uh, the use of the term, the gift of God, the uh, phrase. And we just want to look at um, where it's used in the Bible and just go straight to the Bible and see what it says in context. And um, for, first and foremost, in way of introduction, the gift of God is used only eight times in the Bible. Um, so with that being said, let's go through each one through this series, and we'll see if there is a difference in, if, in any of these meanings, or maybe they're all meaning the same thing, or let's just go and find out in context what it has to say. So with that being said, first turn to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, that's in the Old Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. We're going to go to the book of Ecclesiastes, and first turn to chapter 3. And we'll see what it has to say here. It says, uh, we'll start in verse 1. This is a relatively uh, popular, I guess you would say, passage of Scripture. Um, people recognize this. Um, but uh, well, let's read along here and see what the uh, Word of God has to say. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time of embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? Notice here first, we're, it's, it's just speaking through all these different things. And then in verse 9, it says, What profit he had, he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. Kind of reminds you of uh, Adam in the garden with the curse. Uh, by the sweat of his brow, you know, he would have to work and labor. Verse 11, He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, 
and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. This is the first mention of the gift of God, you know, that as far as that exact phrasing in the in the King James Bible. And you notice here, if you just underline in your Bible and just just to take note or just right off to the side or in your notes, right off to the side there, labor. Labor. Read it with me again, verse 13. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. So we see here, it is a... Um, a pronoun referring back to what it's referring back to, meaning the antecedent to that. Um, if you break down the structure of the actual sentence, enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. You understand what I'm saying? It's talking about labor. It is the gift of God. It's interesting. Turn over next in the same uh, book of the Bible, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 18. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, Behold, that which I have seen, it is good and comely for one to eat and to drink, and to enjoy the good of all his labor, that he taketh under the sun all the days of his life, which God giveth him, for it is his portion. Every man also to whom God hath given riches and wealth, and hath given him power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor, this is is the gift of God. Once again, we see here that labor, this is the gift of God. Now, laboring is the, what we would call today working. You know, I don't think that's not too far removed from our vernacular, so to speak, in the modern English to know that that's what labor means. It means to work with your hands. Um, the context there we just read in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, where it talks about the work of his hands and laboring, and we referred back to Genesis with the sweat of his brow. So again, labor seems to be, in this context, it seems to be the gift of God in the Old Testament. Labor is the gift of God. That's very interesting, and uh, let's just see where it goes from there. So the next use of the verse, or the, the term, or I wouldn't even say term, but the phrase, the gift of God, the gift of God is next used in John chapter 4 and verse 10. So we've already read that, and we're going to come back to that. I'll come back to that a little bit later. So next turn, um, so let's, let's next turn then, uh, the next time it's used, to a time after the death of the testator. Now, the death of the testator is a phrase that's used in uh, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 16, for sake of time, and uh, you can go turn there on your own if you'd like to, uh, but Hebrews 9 chapter 16, but... This is a produced video, so let's go ahead and go over there. I've been doing a lot of uh, online, and by the way, if you are watching this, I put out a weekly live stream. More often than not, it's on a Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we do a live stream. And currently, with the, uh, the filming of this, of this study... Uh, this Friday night, uh, we are gonna, we're going to begin the book of Colossians. So won't you join me there on this channel for the live stream? But in Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 16 says, For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the, the death of the testator. 
you'll hear that. And if you read Hebrews 9 in context, you know this is speaking of Jesus Christ. He is the testator. And um, in in through this. And we just went through the book of Hebrews as well as a channel. So if you want to, you can see that. That's a playlist. Go to the book of Hebrews, and uh, you can check out the videos that are there. We just wrapped it up uh, just recently as of the filming of this um, of this study. But uh, this, so this is after the death of the testator, meaning Jesus Christ was crucified, was buried, and rose again, and ascended into heaven already. So in Acts chapter 8 is the next time we're going to see the use of the term, the gift of God. Okay, so in Acts chapter 8, and this is very interesting here, and um, Acts is a transitional book. And what I mean by that is that there's a lot of things going on after the death of the testator, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and ascending into heaven. There's a lot of different things that are going on. As of Acts chapter 8 as well, Paul was still Saul, okay? And we're going to see that here in a second. Um, But as we'll see, you'll see as you read through uh, the New Testament, especially in all the Pauline epistles, you'll see what it's called, you know, Paul's gospel and my gospel, as he puts it. That's just the message, the good news that was given to him to give to us. And um, that is the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you know, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. But it's also speaking of uh, things, other things that he was given. So that's not about what this study is about right now. So let's just get into a little bit of context. That's a little bit of historical context of what is going on here in the book of Acts. But in the book of Acts in chapter 8, and we'll start in verse 1. And Saul, see, that's soon to be the Apostle Paul later on, was consenting unto his death. Now, uh, if you read back the previous chapter, that is Stephen. Uh, Stephen's uh, was getting martyred. He was being killed for the cause of Christ, and um, Saul was there consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with, a, with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery, and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. We'll stop right here. Remember in uh, John chapter 4, we started out reading John chapter 4, that took place in Samaria. So this is an interesting tie-in here. It's in the same region, obviously, in Samaria. Uh, Giving out that himself was some great one. Verse number 10. To whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is is the great power of God. 
And to him they had regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the thing concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. This is uh, interesting. If you if you mark chapter, uh, verse number 13, just pay attention. It said, it believed also, and, he, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Just keep that in mind. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Mark that. Okay, the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. No Holy Spirit yet. Again, Acts is a transitional book, and uh, if you want more studies on that, there's plenty of them out there, and we'll cover them. We'll cover that at some other time. Verse 17. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Now, again, breaking down the sentence structure, we know here, finally, that here in the New Testament, without a doubt, that the gift of God being mentioned here is the Holy Ghost. And notice what he's saying here. Thy money perish with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Hmm. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Hmm. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. Well, it's interesting he's asking somebody else to pray for him. I don't think he was a repentant man. I think that he got wrapped up in the power that he was seeing. As Remember, we go back to verse 13. He was just in mesmerized that these guys had a legit power. He saw the workings of miracles. Now, before with working sorcery, see, the counterfeit of, of witchcraft and, and satanic kind of stuff that happens, you know, can counterfeit some, some mighty works, so to speak. Just like in Exodus, where those uh, men were doing things, uh, you know, throwing down their rods, and they were turning into snakes. But notice it's just a weak power. They reckon, he recognized that where the true power was, and he was amazed by it, and I think he was a false convert. I really do. Just doesn't seem like there's very much there uh, in the way of true repentance and so forth and so on. Said he believed, though. I don't know. We'll just uh, take that up for another time. But as we've established in this uh, short little video, Uh, We just wanted to get started with the introduction to 
um, the gift of God. So the gift of God, the Holy Ghost. We've established that here in the New Testament. Remember in the Old Testament, the gift of God was by works. The working of the hand, it seemed to be the gift of God. You know, I come home from a long day and I think about, you know, working with my hands all day or just sweating and going out and mowing the grass and doing all those things. Doesn't seem like much of a gift. But that's what was said in Ecclesiastes. So, um, just interesting uh, correlation there or a, a tie in between the Old Testament with Ecclesiastes being the gift of God, being labor, as it said twice. And then in the New Testament, the very first thing we read in John chapter 4, Jesus Christ said, If you only knew, if you only knew, we'll read it one more time and then we'll close and uh, you'll be able to get, be, get a chance to watch. Uh, part two, when it comes out. One more time, it says, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. It's an interesting tie in there with the living water and the gift of God. That's going to that's gonna get real interesting for the rest of it. So join me for the rest of these uh these studies with the gift of God, speaking on the gift of God. I really appreciate you joining and watching this, um, watching this produced video. It's a little bit different than what I've been doing as of late. And don't forget to do um, tune in, tune in into the live stream on Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Most of the time, I'll put it out if, uh, if that date change, changes or whatever. If I have to shift the uh, the timing of that back and forth. But um, if you want to reach me here at the uh, the ministry, you can do that at ltmbiy at yahoo.com if you want to uh, email me questions or so forth and so on. On Facebook, we have a ministry page. Uh, that's usually where I'll post some announcements and different things such as that. And that's going to be at uh, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. You can search for that on Facebook. And then obviously you're here on this YouTube channel and seeing this, but um, I also have the audio version of this that will go out on Apple Podcast and also iHeartRadio Podcast under Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Just search for that and it should come up. And then as well on podcast.com. If you want to just go to that, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S.com. Thank you for joining me. God bless.